This is Unrationed, episode zero. I'm Evan. I'm Josh. I'm Tony. Tony actually, did not know we were starting. Well, do you, you start with episode zero? You don't start with one? So this was a question I had, actually, as I was typing episode zero in my notes, and it made me wonder whether there was a year zero. Do you guys know if there was a year zero? I looked it up. I've got the answer now, but I did not know. I, I don't no think idea. there was. There was no year zero. It went from 1 BC to 1 AD. So why do you start with episode one or episode zero? Because there's still a zero century. Like, there, I, so it made sense to me, but with, this can be episode one. Nope. I mean, it's episode <laughs> zero now, it seems like. <laughs> you, you committed us to it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So this is the Unrationed Podcast. Uh, Josh, Tony, which one of you came up with that name? Well, I can't say that I came up with a name. There's, it has to be attributed to Mike Lebecki. There was a, a show or a series called Real Rock, or still is. And there's this dude, Mike Lebecki, in like 2015, they did this segment on him called Rad Dad. And it was this dude that took his kid out and did like crazy adventures, like crazy mountaineering. And he had this saying called Why Ration Passion. And so it always stuck with me like, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Why, why would we ration passion? So anyways, I like toyed with it over the next like five years and would share it a lot. And then it somehow evolved into unration and basically just trying to break down the barriers of why we withhold passion and all that good stuff. So Mike Lebecki came up with it and it's just merely a derivative of that. Nice. I read this text from Tony last night that had a quote about unration. I thought for sure that was the direction we were going. So Tony, what is this? Did you just write that thing last night? Yeah, no, I just made that up. Oh, that was incredible. (laughs) It was really good. Uh, Okay, so Mike Lebecki, am I saying that correctly? You got it. The first time I've ever said that word. And oftentimes the first time I say words, I question myself. Uh, So Mike Lebecki. In these episodes, we'll, we'll start out with sharing some wild moments, uh, kind of, I guess, inspired by this rad dad being out in the woods. Uh, we'll share a story of how the three of us came to know each other at some point. That would probably be a good thing to do in this first episode after we share our wild moments. But shall we dive into our wild moments from the week? Tony. I. Yeah, I, um, you know, we spent the last couple of weeks back in St. Louis and came back up to our forest home here in Ontario over the weekend. And yesterday, uh, I got out into the woods uh, for a run for the first time in a couple of weeks uh, out onto these trails close to the house. And um, it was striking. It was my first time out there in, I want to say, six weeks. I haven't been going out to those trails um, through spring much. Um, and just how dramatically things change. Like spring has sprung and the whole forest is just green and lush and just a very different landscape from how it feels when it's six inches of snow and everything's ice so um and i only saw one person for the 45 minutes i was running out there which is always yeah that's always fun josh how about you so this is i mean actually tony and evan already got to hear this so um this past weekend i was in california at my grandparents ranch and they live in california they have 200 acres they have 25 acres of olive trees Anyways, my kids came with me to go visit them and to help on the ranch. My gramps has to get uh, a quadruple bypass surgery. So we're going out there, help him take care of a couple of things while he's out of commission for a little bit. So anyways, my four-year-old son, uh, Jack, who has super long curly hair and and looks like a wild thing. um, We were in the orchard together and he told me he had to go to the bathroom. And we were quite far away from the house and he needed to go right then. 
So I let him take a poop right there in the orchard and uh, I cleaned him up with a rock and that felt quite wild. We didn't stay that way. Once we got back at the house, there was a, an appropriate cleaning. However, in that moment, <laughs> it felt quite wild and um, kind of enjoyable just to be there with my son in the orchard. <laughs> Fertilizing the ground. <laughs> are, yeah, are, exactly. there no leaves? are there no leaves in the orchard? Why wouldn't you have used leaves as wiping? You don't want to use an olive tree leaf to wipe. It's like, it's like a fingernail, basically. Pretty small. There would be a messy situation had I used an olive <laughs> tree leaf. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. When you come out to the orchard at some point, please don't use olive tree leaves. Noted. So we didn't plan these moments or we, we don't typically know what our wild moments are going to be each week whenever we gather together and, and kind of share these things, which this is something we've been doing before recording a podcast. That's probably also worth noting here at the beginning. I'm going to share three things that I learned from my wild moment and then my wild moment because it seems like a better order for this particular one. And it was actually this morning. I woke up and went and uh, did a run with a few guys and uh, let me share what I, let me share what I learned. One was don't take yourself so seriously. The other was humbly accept your humanity. And the other was you have less control than you think you do. And I have for better or worse been drinking this Celsius drink, like a little bit before my runs has some kind of caffeine and vitamins and it. it says it's good for you. I have no clue if it actually is or not, but I'm enjoying it as some sort of uh, ritual before the run deal for me that I enjoy. Like mentally, I know I'm about to go on a run whenever I begin doing this, but it's got some caffeine in it and caffeine in the morning really messes with me. You know, usually I'm at home with a coffee and I take a sip of coffee. I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, go use the restroom. It's not a big deal. But this morning I was on my way to the run and I started drinking this. I was like, oh boy, I, this is not an ideal scenario. And uh, so I, I show up and I got there early because I was actually going to do a mile before everybody else got there. I, I woke up a little earlier this morning. And I also don't have the key to the building that we go to. So I'm there early without a key, unable to run, stomach just in knots. And I kind of weighed my options and ended up, <laughs> I don't know if I should share this on the podcast. You absolutely share this on the podcast. It, it, it is actually very embarrassing. And I have thought about it several times, but one of the the reason why I'm sharing this on the podcast is because the things that I've learned, like that don't take yourself so seriously, everything that I learned says share this because it's embarrassing and, and something that I don't want to share. I ended up pooping in my truck bed. I had oh a, Oh man, you did learn some <laughs> things this morning. <laughs> I had, I had so many questions right curtain. now. I had a curtain that was in the RV from when my wife and I did this RV trip around the country a few years back. And we used it as a moving blanket when we moved houses months ago. But I've got this truck bed cover, just kind of stays in there and comes in handy uh, for other uses. <laughs> um, so I just kind of like laid out that curtain and took my shoes off just in case. And was in the parking lot and it was 5 15 a.m and i did that and then got myself back together and went on a run so don't take yourself so seriously humbly accept your humanity you have less control than you think you do so we are in danger of becoming a pooping podcast um <laughs> Or like a poop-centric podcast, which is not what we were aiming for. That said, I mean, I like you didn't actually poop in the bed of the truck, right? You you like had some sort of receptacle. It was on that's the curtain. A yes, no question. Just a yes, okay. no. Is the curtain considered a receptacle? 
you're not cleaning your truck bed. You don't have to scrub your truck bed. I don't have to correct? scrub my truck bed. All right. All right. All we need to know. That's yeah. it is trash <laughs> day too, which is <laughs> so this artifact from your RV trip with your wife is no longer. That's correct. Everything, ha- everything has an end, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Gotcha. Did you wipe with olive leaves? I did not. I do. I mean, I don't know how much detail to go into here. <laughs> it might be time to move on. Agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Oh, gosh. Sure, sure. Okay, so we're doing this thing. This is also like the kickstart of something we're doing called Wild 32. This is something we're creating for ourselves that at some point we're, we're going to invite more people into, uh, we're trying to do the thing, practice the thing, hone it in before, uh, inviting other people into the thing, which would be, uh, in this case, wild 32, Tony, could you kind of roll out what wild 32 is and, and maybe we can break down, uh, some of why we're doing this as we, as we talk through what the thing is as well. I was thinking about when it first came up and it was a few weeks ago um and it seemed like it came up in the context of the hard 75 and i was just breaking down all the reasons hard 75 seems like a miserable thing to do to yourself um but we've been having these conversations now for a few months i think this is like our seventh or eighth time doing this Um, and and just coming together around this idea of men helping other men try to become better men um, and trying to find ways of supporting one another in showing up and doing that and the three of us come at this question I would say genuinely and it's something we all spend time on but we had this interesting thing where I had this idea for sort of a community of men who meet regularly to just noodle over and talk about and debate uh, what it means to live with integrity, right? And then Josh had his unrationed idea with retreats and sort of a more challenging um, approach to these questions. And then Evan, you've got praying in the woods and and this uh idea you've been playing with uh, about a you know, that oh, you're cutting for you john Nah, tony's pretty good right now for me you're cutting in and out though oh all right so we'll we'll chop that out we'll edit a little bit <laughs> but and well, then Evan, we you, don't have to there's no editing in the woods just roll you could just go um, <laughs> but yeah that evan you've got praying in the woods that let's say more contemplative sort of program of development. So bringing all these together into wilds in the woods and what we've been playing around with there has led us via the hard 75 to a challenge called the wild 32 or wild 32. Is there a thong in front of this? Is it just wild wild 32? And I think it might actually be called 75 hard. I'm sure the people who, like actually do that we'll be like oh this guy has no idea what he's talking about i don't know <laughs> me neither my wife attempted to do it and that's where yeah i guess that's where we heard about it mm-hmm. it does sound like a miserable experience yeah so what is what are the things that wild 32 consists of what are we doing for the next 32 days so we're working out 32 minutes a day. It's sitting quietly, meditating, if you will, 10 minutes a day, reading something substantive or nourishing 10 minutes a day. Uh, pardon while the other one comes to me. Oh, spending 10 minutes outside. Um, and then we've got a, a stipulation of nothing stronger than caffeine. Uh, and then we've got daily check-ins that involve um, saying one thing I'm grateful for and one thing I'm feeling. 
Um, is that the list as y'all understand it? Nailed it. All right. I've, I, I do have a couple questions about what we've got on our list. Would now be a good time to, to toss out a question? Um, so at some point, the idea, so like 75 hard or whatever has their thing about no desserts for 75 days. Um, and in the way we design this thing, then the desserts or sweets or whatever haven't made it in. I'd really like those to make it in. Can we, <laughs> I, um, yeah, like I just, I just had 12 years since my last drink, but, um, it's only been 12 hours since my last cookie and I, I need help. <laughs> yes, we will add I, I think adding sweets in, in there is a good thing. It's a hard thing to measure though, which maybe don't go too much into detail in it, but like, so I've done some sort of eating plans where it requires tracking every gram of sugar. I don't think what we're talking about is as intense as yeah. that, but maybe just cutting out like a dessert or not eating the chocolate covered gummy bears that are on the counter and, and more along those lines than, than limiting sugar intake. Is that accurate? I think so. I mean, everything has sugar in it. So just no cookies and, and gummy bears. Deal. Are you going to be able to do that, Tony? <laughs> well, that's, yes. I mean, I could do a no cookies, no gummy bears. And Evan, I think you're right that it's not about monitoring sugar intake. It's about, uh, say, having a particular lens through which you're viewing what you're doing. Right. So my intention would be to behave myself over 32 days and make progress on my relationship with yeah. sugar. And so the, the way I was, yeah, I, that's why the, it's like the no sweets. So that, that would cover snacks you know, that, that I might gravitate toward. It would also cover desserts. Um, am I the only one who has this particular, I mean, Josh, no, you're <laughs> no I, I completely, well, I was thinking about it where it's like, <clears throat> you could say no sweets and you say like no to a Snickers bar or like a piece of candy. And then you just have like 27 clip bars that, you know, have all kinds of sugar in them too. So I think you're right. Like it's, it's the relationship with the, the snack, the treat, the, whatever you find some type of satisfaction or you know substance what I, injection what i like about this too and the way you're framing it is it's it's less about uh, oh gosh how do i say this it's less about the sugar and it's more about conscious presence and conscious behavior for 32 days and and it seems as though one could draw a parallel or or correlate conscious behavior or conscious decision making with becoming a man of integrity is that would it be fair to correlate those things and and that give meaning to why these items exist that we're doing each day absolutely i mean i think so i think yeah the other aspect to it is like if we're saying no to something we're saying yes to something else so i think you know just like you put it like in terms of conscious behavior if i'm saying no picking up some you know mind numbing sweet or you know a bottle of booze or something i'm saying yes to some other type of path and so i think you're you're spot on in terms of that like conscious behavior big piece of celery yep yes just, just binge on celery for 32 days mm. where did um, 32 come from tony <laughs> uh that just came from my being a random person uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I've known should... Tony for many, many years, and Tony has written me checks for like $11.72 because he thought it was funny. And it is quite funny when you get a check for $11.72 when it's supposed to be like $11. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back in the, in the days when people wrote checks. Yeah. Uh, um, I do have a, a. Okay, so I think we're. We're good on the sweets question, which is great. Uh, my other question, this 
where have we come down on the reading material? Are we coordinating? Are we, are we treating this as we're all starting the same book at the same time? Where, where are we at on that? Good question. Yeah, I think it would be more impactful if that were the case. They would at least, we would have, well, I say that each of us sharing something that we read each week from something different could be impactful as well. And we're playing around and distilling three different ideas in a, in a manner that could be helpful. So I could convince myself of going either way, as long as the three things are intentional and have some sort of way of relating to what we're doing here. Yeah. Do you guys have a preference one way or the other? I'm inclined to coordinate. Uh, I think it'd be a level of accountability that would help. Um, I think a we're doing, bit. sorry, go ahead. No, please. We're doing 10 minutes, right? So we could end up on different pages based on our yeah. varying speeds. I'm not a very fast reader. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a book in mind? Or Moby Josh? Dick. <laughs> I picked up Iron John again this morning. So I feel like it was a, an appropriate thing to reread during this time period. Seems like a good place to start. Oh. Yeah. And that answers my question of how, like today's day one. So how would we coordinate getting the same book that I think cool. we all have that book? Is that accurate? Easily. There you go. Solves nice. that problem. Okay, so we will be going through Iron John, a book about men, by Robert Bly. It's pretty good. All worked out. So to do Wild Thirty Two, you have to purchase Iron John before you can start. Yes, but don't let that stop you. If you are unable to purchase Wild John or Wild John Iron John, <laughs> let us know, and I'm sure we could put together some funds to buy iron john for you but are you directing that at me was that was that a psa no no no. that's that's like to the listener ah, i just yes. don't like like the idea this is why podcasts are so great right is because information is free at this point uh you you have to have a device and a connection that allows you to gain access to the information but that's accessible much easier than it has been for most of humanity. And I hate whenever money is a barrier to information flow. So that was a, more a note for the listener of like, if money is a barrier to accessing information, let us help solve that for you. And it's not a lot of money, like, you know, whatever. But uh, just, I don't like when that happens, when money is a barrier of information. Like seems like a real power move. <laughs> <laughs> you can't start until you buy this yes yes which is a necessary uh anyways i'm about to get on a tangent i don't know if it's relevant but it seems like necessary yeah. go for it were there to be money <clears throat> traded though it's not like oh well you should have the book for free somebody sacrificing and paying for it still seems like a good thing for everybody involved the the creator of the content the publisher of the book, the the person getting the information and the person person who is paying for that information for somebody else to get. Seems necessary. Would that be this is what I'm saying. I, I think I'm going on a tangent. Tony's thinking really hard. Well, I I I agree with that. And I was thinking I have one other thing about design. Um, and I know we want to talk some about uh how we're feeling about it on this first day of doing it and what our motivations are a little bit, but uh, your point uh, brought up something we had talked about a little bit over text of what about this idea of us being accountable as a group to some degree that you are our intention being that over the course of 32 days, the three of us in this first iteration are going to stack up this number of minutes of these different things, right? And saying like, we're gonna hit that total. And if somehow, 
you know, one of us has fallen short, um, then somebody else can pick up the slack, but that our goal is, is to, to hit those totals as more like as a team. Um, where are we at on that idea? I personally love it. I mean, I think there's some logistical things that are going to be really, really tough. <clears throat> like if somebody slacks for like three days in a row, how do we know how we're going to pick up that slack at any point in time? But I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of, right, the mechanisms to help prevent that are the daily check-ins. And we should be aware of how people are doing every single day, at which point there shouldn't be too big of a duration. Like hopefully we can close the gap every single day. Um, but I think it would be super, super powerful to know that somebody else is helping you out in whatever type of moment you're going through or life happens and you can't get to the reading, you can't get to the workout. Um, so I think it's a, a pretty special thing to see somebody pick up the slack when you're unable to. Yeah, I do not stand in opposition to that either, particularly the, the three of us have two children of varying ages under four are all of them under four four oh, and younger yeah. so we have six kids under the age of four between the three of us i one of the reasons i like this idea is because life will happen and typically if if i'm not going to be able to do my 32 minute workout in a day because something for a very real reason then i'm texting you in the daily check-in saying I'm not doing my run and yeah. it's also forcing me to talk about something going on in my life that's not allowing me to go on a run that day for a very yeah. real reason and that seems like a good thing because I don't tend to share whatever that reason is with anybody other than just my wife because she's in it with me and likely is has the same reason so as things up come up, I tend to just go through them instead of I'll allow other people to go through them with me. And that seems yeah. like it would be impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm the same way in terms of like, I don't necessarily ask for a lot of help. And so, you know, in those situations where you can't, can't get the job done, you know, it's going to be a humbling experience to say, Hey, Tony, can you run an extra 32 minutes? Because I can't get to this today. <laughs> Are we, so I, I like where you're both coming with, coming from on this. Do we think that this tally gets settled every day in a way that, uh, like, that each of us will have done the 32 minutes every day? As I, I think, I, yeah, go ahead. I think it gets settled the next day. Yeah. I think the check-in is where we find out what what our day looks like. So like this morning, we would do a check-in and I'd say, hey, I didn't do my 32-minute run yesterday and here's why. Between, I guess, the three of us, I could, could I pick up some of my slack from yesterday today too? Between the three of us make up that 32 moments, that 32 minutes? Yeah. The, the way I think about it is maybe, maybe it's like you can't, you don't have any rollover minutes, right? What, what you've done is done. And if I did 50 yep. minutes yesterday, that doesn't mean I can do 18 minutes less today, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, but if there's a deficit from yesterday, like if Evan says, I only got out for 16 minutes, then maybe in that morning check-in, we could, there could be a mechanism for say, all right, let's, let's make up that ground. Does that make sense? Part of why I like that actually is I do think that will be motivating to not have to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I really don't want to do that on any day about the next 32 days. I think too, like, I feel like there is going back to the 75 hard stuff, there is like important design elements that we tried to incorporate in here that I feel like are worth talking about where we don't want to have like the hard reset where it's, it is kind of a barrier to progress and that's what we want to strive for. So at the end of 32 days, we all talked about it in that like 
our spouses should feel some type of difference. That would be the ideal situation. They say, hey, something's a little different about you. And so this shared mechanism of men helping other men be better men is super important. So I think some type of accountability or mechanism like this where we can pick up the slack is huge, but we also don't want to let down the other dudes who are doing it with us. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really important to note that there is, whether it's your spouse or a friend or, or your coworkers, they're, we're doing this in a way to become men of integrity for the sake of the people around us that we have direct contact with in our lives. So in my circumstance, that would be my children and my wife and clients that I'm working with on a regular basis, like the, some sort of noticeable difference in the person that Evan is and is becoming. Uh, and if it gets in the way of that, this is something my wife and I have talked about because like we've got a wedding coming up or uh, a concert. She got tickets for me for my birthday back in January and it's in this 32 days. And she's like, well, you're not going to have a drink with me at the concert. Like, like, Oh, well, that's a good question. If the purpose of this is serving something greater than just me as an individual, this is what I, this is a question I have for you guys. What are your thoughts on? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to have a drink with you because I, I don't, this is about us together, not me doing something with Tony and Josh, which is what it, feels like whenever I, yeah. I I shift and say like no I'm not I'm not gonna do that or I've got to get this workout in today and she's like juggling both of the kids and I'm yeah. this this is not meant to place a burden on the people around us. It's like I've got to wake up earlier to go do this workout so that my workout doesn't become your burden. Yeah. And I think that's really important. That is how at the end of this my wife says Oh, I liked that you did that wild 32 because there is a scenario where I do wild 32 and she was like, thank God that's over. And I yeah, hope yeah. at the end of it, she's not saying, thank God that's over. Uh, what are your thoughts on all of that? Tony, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. If you've, you're ready to roll. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that where my wife and I talked a lot about this because I do a, a couple other things on a weekly basis, like one with my dad and my brother's. We meet every like Friday morning at 4.30 in the morning, um, mountain time. And it's a special time. We talk about things that we're all going to talk about in terms of being uh, better dudes. But there's times where we did spiritual journeys that were very demanding. And I had to ask a lot of her during those time frames as well. And as much as she's willing and able to do that and wants to do that, because she, she sees some effect on me there is a burden. And so to ask her of that over and over again, seems counterproductive. Like I'm not showing up for her. Um, so in, in your situation, how are we waking up earlier? How are we prioritizing our days so that we can say yes to the people that we're doing this for in other ways. Um, and in that situation, if you're having a moment with her, if you're celebrating something, something celebratory and, and with that person that you're doing it for seems to, to be an important distinction. However, you could go on a date every single night of the Wild 32 and be like, hey, we're, we're celebrating each other. I'm going to have a drink with you. <laughs> that would be, be also be counterproductive. Yeah, so in a way, circle, there would be a way that presence. it's... Yes, yes, intentional presence. And then in a way, I would learn something if it was like every night I'm celebrating something and having a drink because I'm sharing that information with other people yeah. now. And that seems to be that still work in favor of this thing, making me a, a man of a better man, a man of integrity. So it, uh, it's still, this, the system doesn't break down necessarily. I just have a, a greater challenge ahead of me if that's the yeah. case. Uh, but yes. Okay. Tony thoughts. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson has a line about how a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of the small mind. So we, we come up with these things um, that we're going to attempt to do uh, with a clear intention as to why we're doing it. Uh, but 
there are reasons not to adhere to the things all the time. So I, and I think as we're thinking about projecting this out and for other men joining in what we're doing here, there are going to be a lot of different situations involved. And, and so it's interesting that the three of us are, like you said, Evan, we have wives and small kids. Um, so the three of us are in this very rather specific set of circumstances where there is a lot of pressure on our on our households and our partners with the little ones in a way that I would hesitate to, to do something that's going to make my wife's life harder by virtue of, of what we're doing here. So, um, yeah, um, I guess that would be the one where I would be, I'm okay with that exception. You, you won't have to go to wild jail for that. <laughs> Which brings us to wild jail. <laughs> Evan, do you want to cover wild wild jail? You're on. Uh, yes. No. Uh, we don't have a wild jail yet. That would be. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, we. I think we worked out some of our thoughts on this live, and feeling good about it. Let's move to that. Josh, how do you feel about Wild Thirty Two? I'm excited. <clears throat> Like having done like different <clears throat> longer term exercises, if you will, it is weird to see like what happens to your mind. Like I was doing this one where um, you couldn't get seconds. Like, so every meal you just, whatever was on your plate, you ate it and that was it. And all of a sudden, like three weeks into it, four weeks into it, you realize that your plate is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, like subconsciously. And you're just like, yeah, that's, that's not a healthy habit. I'm just trying to like stuff myself on this first plate and like mound up food. So I'm like excited to see what those little things are that just like those mind tricks or those uh, workarounds to the parameters we put in place um, and share them with the group because they will happen. <laughs> Tony, how do you feel about Wild 32? Uh, I was looking at my calendar last night and realized that Day 32 is July 2nd, uh, which is my first marathon. Uh, I've got a trail marathon up here in the Limberlost Reserve um, on that day, which is serendipitous. And my, I've had this idea in the back of my mind of getting in the best shape of my life by the time I hit 40, which is roughly three months from now. So, and I've still got some work to do on that front. Like I'm, I'm in much better shape than I was six months ago, but that's been in, in the back of my mind. And I think this is going to help tremendously in terms of adding a level of discipline. Um, and I've really appreciated the conversations we've been having and some of the seeds that are getting planted. Um, I mean, one of them being Wild 32. You know, like when we first started talking about this, this, this idea was not something. So we've got this, we've created this space with Wilds in the Woods where we can play around and experiment. And in this idea, you know, in this general um, idea of what does healthy masculinity look like? What, what do we do in this culture where rites of passage pretty much no longer exist? You know, how, do we, um, how do we understand what it means to be a man today you know, in 2022 um, and try to become better versions of ourselves? And it seems like this can help, right? This can be like one tool in the toolbox or becoming a better version of myself. That's a, a characteristically meandering answer to that rather simple question. The fact that your marathon is on Ju July 2nd is pretty awesome. I didn't know that yet. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. It is. I'm glad that this leads up to it. 
I'm sure we'll be asking questions about your preparation. I'll be asking questions about your preparation for sure uh, as you lead up to that. Cool. Okay. And then I'm feeling really good. I'm excited to read Iron John again, which I didn't know about until recording this and kind of move through that content. There's something about being invited into something that's powerful. Invitations are powerful things. And in a way, I feel as though both of you have invited me to become a better man. And an invitation is different than being told to do something. Uh, sometimes we're told to do things and sometimes we're invited to do things or sometimes we choose to do things on our own. And this really does feel like an invitation. It doesn't feel like something that I've chosen to do on my own or created on my own. And I, I'm excited to engage in this and say yes to something alongside you and likely alongside a lot of other men over the next few years. You know, that's, this is the, the setting out uh, on the adventure in a way the first episode or the, the zero episode yeah. <laughs> and that feels significant. I think I said something along those lines in a text with the two of you. I don't remember what I was talking about. I think it was just wilds in the woods or, Oh, it, it doing the thing. We're doing something together in September and it feels like saying yes to that invitation is like a moment in my life. So this feels like a moment in my life. Uh, not necessarily this podcast in particular, but the things that we're working on feel like a moment uh, that I will look back on. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Let's wrap up with that quote about Hobnob. What did, what did, what did you say, Tony? That feels like a great end to this podcast today. Foolish. Um, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of the small mind. A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of the small mind. Yeah. Well, and would you would you like me to read to you my my explanation of how unrationed came to be? Yes. yes. This is so good. This is helpful. I have to scroll through all our sweaty shirt pictures. It's, yeah, so Evan had said it'd be good to have some context for the name Unrationed in the first episode, sure. Uh, well, I'd been marching through the Antarctic wasteland for four days. My crew was long since gone, as were the dogs, which we'd eaten almost immediately. I was down to my last watermelon and rationed the thing to last me a week. But then that night, staring into a sea of stars, the coldest wind you've ever imagined whipping against the sides of my tent, I thought, ah, to hell with rations. If I'm going out, I'm going out unrationed. Stripped down to my socks, I ran from the tent, screaming at the sky, watermelon held above my head. Turned out a plane flying above, saw my shadowy form on the snowy landscape and sent in an SOS. And here I am. It's just so beautiful. Good. That was like that will likely lead into our next episode because I think we're at the end of this one. But I thought about that a lot. Like it's something <laughs> to it's write really something good. that people think about like that. Uh the, in my yeah, I thought about that a lot this morning and how it applies to different areas of life. And I really thought this podcast was going in that direction. That's probably one of the reasons why I thought about it, but also I'm like, that's good. It's really good. I, I appreciate that, gents. <laughs> yeah, that's the second episode. We could deconstruct uh, Tony's text ramblings. Yeah, and maybe develop that story more. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that story might be a book. I we'll could do it. Anyways. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what if we just fade out with some music here and then somebody record an outro with like some... Oh, great. Uh, oh, I was going to ask, do we do, we do, we do a check-in today. Should we just do that real quick? Yeah. Sure. Do you guys have a couple minutes to do it? Sure. Okay. 
I'll I'll jump in and then we can just run through. I'm grateful for the two of you in Wild Thirty Two. Literally, that really is the first thing that that comes to my mind right now. This is an incredible thing, and I I feel gratitude for this thing and for being on Zoom with you two and for the weird way we were connected just via LinkedIn and how that's been impactful in my life. I feel I feel pretty embarrassed about the poop thing this morning. Like it's really stuck with me. Uh, And yeah, it's I the whole like the three things I learned are the humbly accept your humanity is like a tough one for me, I guess. I don't think I'm other than human, but it's like those limitations that come with being human. I hate that I wasn't able to control that today, like to the point where I had to go to my truck bed and poop. It's like it, it felt very childlike, like, you know, to your what you were talking about, Josh. It's like this is something that kids do. And I really, it really, that was hard. That's hard to accept. You're hanging out with the right guy then. Yeah. I'll make you feel say, a lot more. <laughs> a lot what more it's worth. I've, I've watched Josh's brother poop in the woods next to a school. Yeah, that's. that's... <laughs> oh, good. That really I've does help. i my pants so many times. And like, oh, I, good. yeah. It's uh, actually a thing about Aranda's. Yeah. My brother says that like, um that sensor that's like tells you like oh hey i gotta go to the bathroom he's like it's right next to my asshole he's like so i only know i need to go to the bathroom when i'm shitting (laughs) (laughs) oh man he's got a story i love telling it you have like two minutes for me to tell the story because it's oh hold on Should I check in while he's running away or? Yeah, I think he might've left one headphone in. I'm grateful for just where I am in life up here. Um, And feeling that over these last couple of days, getting back Mm. from St. Louis, it's been so much change, but feeling gratitude for that. And then, I'm feeling actually feeling some stress around we're we're wanting to make progress in our household with our relationship with phones. And I'm feeling tension around you know, just the thing about you know, like my wife really encouraging me to make progress on this and and so like wanting to make progress while also not wanting to be nagged or like told to, that I need to make progress, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, while at the same time, not being satisfied myself with my relationship to the screens. So like wanting to make progress on it. So um, on my way out this morning, we were talking about what some parameters might look like for of a strategy for spending time away from the phone and, and spending time focused on presence and quality time with the kiddos and whatnot. So yeah, feeling that a little bit. Um, Josh, how about you? Hmm. The phone thing's very real. I, I, I'd like to follow your journey with that. You will. We're, I'm putting the pieces in place so that it doesn't need to go in the bedroom. You know, so from like, you know, 10 to 5 a.m., it's not there. It's not what's waking me up. It's not what I'm reading right before I go to sleep. And then aiming for like a couple chunks during the day when I'm like away from it. And then also on the weekend, just like aiming for like five hours. Let's say like stack up five hours in a weekend where the phone is 
out of sight. Yeah. That's what we're that's what we're aiming for here. That was and has been one of the most impactful habits of the last 10 years of my life. Like nailing that nailing my relationship with my phone, like getting that yeah. to a place where it's I don't th- I don't have to think about that anymore because I like those systems are are just like now kind of in place. And do it I does just need to do I need to do what you've done. <laughs> I have no clue what you're it's very inconvenient, but it's not inconvenient for me anymore because I've been doing it for seven years. But it is a uh, if I want to communicate via anything other than text or phone call, I need my computer. Or if I want to Google something, I need my computer. Or if I want to do like Evernote or whatever, like I've built in an inefficiency that I just have learned to know no other way. And it is very inefficient, but it is like the the most impactful thing that I've done. (laughs) I I can't do it, man. Yeah, yeah. You could also just do the light. I mean, I, what I was inspired by was the light phone, but I was like, I, 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 at that point, I didn't want to spend $100, $150, whatever it is, on another device only to find out I wasn't going to use it a month in. So it's like, well, let me just turn my iPhone into a light phone. And it's been that way since 2015. I look forward to my own evolution in your direction. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I say all that, all of that, not to say like, do this, but just to say like, it's getting that figured out is impactful in whatever way it's, it's figured out. I don't, I am going to need to hop off. I think I've got to, let's just run away and then, yeah, not talk to him. (laughs) We'll Um, do Josh's checking over text. Right on.